Hi everybody, this is Stefan Molyneux. So, boy, it really does feel like a lifetime ago that I was chatting in January to our good friend here from uh, Hong Kong about China's Chernobyl, about the pandemic that was emerging back then. Uh, it's great to chat with you again, and uh, thanks for taking the time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great to be on your show. Yeah. I, I say it's, this morning. Uh, in a while. In, yes, I say this morning in an entirely Eurocentric manner because, of course, for you it's evening. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we talked about this months ago, and things have played out. I guess exactly as normal, sane people who understand the dangers of communism and collectivism have predicted. And how has it been? in Hong Kong over the last couple of months? I know that's a big question, but whatever you can do to give me and the listeners an impression of that would be great. Well, um, I can give you a very on the ground. Uh, well, I have been uh, personally uh, impacted by the, this, this uh, epidemic, I, I would say, uh, and as well as more importantly, I think the uh, economic downturn uh, that has uh, accompanied or rather been triggered by this, this epidemic. Um, so uh, I have been, uh, I think I'm, uh, I, I became unemployed uh, around uh, a month ago or so. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's been hard. Um, luckily, I, well, I kind of, you know, saw it coming. So I did have some quite a bit of uh, savings. So I'm not worried about that financially. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, I'm seeing that uh, this, is a kind of uh, increase uh, an increasing trend. Uh, even the Hong Kong government does uh, actually say that they expect the uh, unemployment to increase, and as a result, they plan on hiring more civil servants. Uh, about yeah. I think more than ten thousand more of those. Uh, so it's a uh, nationalization there. But um, moving on, I mean, besides the unemployment, uh, there is definitely a a sense of uh, in sort of worry, I I, I would say, uh, in in the overall population, uh, I, but especially uh, well, I could think uh, among my peers as well. So um, I would say it's uh, on, there's many contrasts to that because uh, at the same time, you know, we like so many other people around the world, especially in the West. Uh, we are in. Uh, we're also doing a lot of home office work. Uh, so, uh, what that means is that I think white collar uh, workers, especially or office workers, are able to actually do most of their work uh, at home. And so, for the most part, I think for a lot of people, I think four days out of five are will be spent at home and uh, working. And then they will usually have you know some some uh, Microsoft Teams meetings, uh, Zoom meetings, if your company uses Zoom, uh, especially if it's a Chinese company. <laughs> and and uh, so it's it's a bit, on one hand, it's relaxing because you're you're in a, in a home office environment, but at the same time, it's there's always this anxiety that, okay, why be the next that will be laid off? So because I, I did sort of get this feeling like uh, at near the beginning of the year, uh, well, I, or rather I would say when this home office uh, uh, exercise first began, um, I did feel that actually it is quite
quite a bit easier to to lay people off if you know they're not exactly s- sitting in the office and you know they don't really need an office for the most part except for for meetings and ev- everybody is kind of mobile <laughs> so so there was some anxiety there i think uh, in the in in that time yeah so uh but okay work aside um i would say that in in terms of the uh the spending economy it's 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 definitely been a lot quieter um so for example if you go to a restaurant or uh especially one of those really big uh uh chinese restaurants that are that have a lot of round tables and then they occupy a lot of space for the most part those are like literally closed um more but they're not uh, closed by like, order is that right it's just that there aren't enough customers well i think it's in the beginning it was more of because you know the if you recall there was this hot pot uh, incident that happened uh so basically there was a family of i think over 10 people an extended family and they had hot pot together and then uh the result was i think seven out of ten of them uh, got the uh contracted the uh the uh virus and i think in fact i think someone even died so uh, that sort of triggered uh, uh, this mass panic uh, uh, in in uh, the uh Hong Kong population um, and sort of warn people off uh, against, you know, these large gatherings that uh, I would say most people would normally have had. So there's this thing called like a yam cha. So it's like drinking tea. And but what that means is, you know, people are drinking tea and they're eating their dim sum. And most that's basically what most uh, retired or senior citizens do. In, in Hong Kong and they, they, you know, after, you know, their morning exercise, that's where they like to go for their brunch, right? So, so it's, it's, it's a social gathering place. It's a bit like uh, playing Mahjong, which is kind of like a, like a social game or like a card game or of sorts. Well, it's not really with cards, but you, you get the idea. So you, you have these big gatherings that once previously occurred, but now they are all shut down. Uh, and actually the government order actually came a lot later than, than uh, what, what people you know, instinctually did. So you know, I, I guess I think it was partly because of the uh, SARS experience, but more importantly, it was a, uh, I would say a mistrust of government that, that sort of made people extra vigilant. You know, uh, on, like, don't and wait for the government order, government. just handle it yourself yes. Uh, spontaneously? Yes. Right, right. Yes, so people not only distrusted the government, I would say, um, this would be a significant population. So um, according to the to the uh, protest uh, numbers, uh, we had like a, back in 2019, we had 1 million people come out to protest and then 2 million people come out to protest. And then that basically meant that um, there's this significant population uh, that that are basically just just distrust the the, the government. We we feel that um, not only are they not going to protect, you know, uh, I think the the interest of Hong Kong, but rather they will always put the interests of of uh, Beijing and and the CCP ahead of of the people 
in Hong Kong. So, so depending on you know how how uh, how speculative uh, you would like to be, um, some uh, some people would go as far as to say that they would actually prefer that you know Hong Kong has has just as many cases as as uh, as Guangzhou or Shenzhen or or other places that actually were hit uh, significantly harder by the epidemic. So, uh, you, you know, because, you know, they want to sort of level out, uh, you know, make everyone, you know, sink to their level. <laughs> so, so there was uh, a lot of thinking there. Uh, uh, that was kind of the atmosphere. And so uh, everybody was very, well, everybody I, I knew basically um, were extremely uh, vigilant. Uh, they not only uh, you know started wearing masks, but they started to consider, okay, how long is this going to last? And then, so this this uh, uh, because of social media, you know these these messages just spread so fast, and and so uh, I think Hong Kong U Medical School uh, came out with this answer fairly quickly and and said that uh, you know prepare for uh, a year. I think it was nine months, and it was a year, and then it was something like eighteen months. Uh, don't don't quote me on the sources, but then that's sort of the overall impression that we got. So I mean, I've I've heard was... people saying the same thing that the cycle of the I mean, there's going to be a bunch of waves, and then it's going to be a permanent yes. part of our health landscape. But you should, and this doesn't mean like there won't be any food. This doesn't mean have food stacked up in your basement for eighteen months. But as far as any kind of return to, I mean, there's no returning to absolute normal before coronavirus, but returning to more normal stuff, more everyday stuff uh, to, to plan for 12 to 18 months. I've heard that. I mean, I've had a guy, uh, Dr. Cottrell, on my yes. show talking about the same thing. But I just want to emphasize to people, it doesn't mean that there'll be no food supply for 18 months. It doesn't mean that. It just means to return to any kind of average life, about 12 to 18 months is a good, is a good place to start. Yes, yes. So I think there were some guidelines. Um, I think it, it wasn't from the government, but it was from a fairly authoritative source that most people should prepare to be, you know, in the worst case, you know, quarantined for uh, at least 14 days uh, in a basically stay at home kind of situation. So you should have food for, for that time. So, so I think uh, quite a lot of people actually did heed that advice. And so some shortages occurred, uh, oh, I think around uh, so January or February or so, something like that. So um, moving on, uh, this is definitely a recurring uh, uh, issue. So uh, for example, the latest one with, was uh, actually with uh, rice. So uh, in, in case the Western media did not report this, but so Vietnam basically uh, stopped exporting the rice. Uh, I think that was around um, March or so. And so that sort of, you know, pushed up the prices quite quite a bit. And so, you know, a lot of people were thinking forward, you know, let's let's go and buy buy up the rice. And then so o overnight, a lot of that rice was sold out. And um, even now, uh, we actually have have uh, significantly increased prices uh, as a result of that, and so there were two waves of that actually. Um, once was uh, uh, you know the the Vietnam government 
stopping exports. And then the second one was because the in, Indian government also uh, stopped exports. Now, that's not exactly directly impacting us because um, in Hong Kong, here in Hong Kong, we have uh, mostly exported the rice, uh, imported, sorry, imported the rice from uh, Thailand uh, instead of, uh, actually, we don't really import from China <laughs> uh, because actually China imports a lot of other foodstuffs as well. So it's not exactly an export of everything. So, um, yeah. So basically, there's there's a Vietnam banning uh, the exports, and then India also banning exports, and and so we had the two waves of this this rice buying spree, which actually makes sense because it's the prices have definitely gone up here. So um, I, I personally have also stocked up for for a few for a few months, uh, but I think that's that's more of a personal preference, you know. That I just. I just like to be prepared. Uh, I like to have peace of mind, <laughs> and um, so there, there we are. Um, but okay, so you know, buying sprees aside, uh, there, what would uh, a, an everyday street look like? So, uh, as if you look at the statistics, uh, I think for for uh, this week, uh, we did have quite a significant drop in numbers. So there is, uh, I think, around single-digit kind of uh, uh, confirmed cases. So that's that's fairly low. Um, there, there's definitely not really a, a kind of community outbreak uh, compared to, uh, I think, I think a few months ago. And so I would say that uh, the consumers are definitely coming out again. So the streets are fairly packed. Again, um, but I would say that some habits have definitely changed. So, for example, people are definitely eating out a bit less. Uh, so more people are ordering takeaways. Uh, there's the government also actually mandated this this rule that uh, there should be a minimum amount of distance between all the all the tables in the restaurants. Uh, and I think they also for a moment ordered the bars to be closed and that no more than six people can gather, or what? Well, I think it was, no, sorry, it was four people. No more than four people can gather at the, in, in the same place. And so it's it's uh, really changed uh, some, some of our habits, I would say. Um, besides um, that, uh, I would say that it hasn't actually been that, that uh, disruptive. Um, I, although, you know, it is still quite a bit of a hassle to, to wear a mask uh, whenever I, I, I go out. Uh, I would say that at least 99% of people uh, who are out in the streets are are wearing masks these days. Um, some are even wearing uh, safety glasses, you know, so so those those uh, those those glasses that are polycarbonate and they're rated to sort of stop some flying projectiles from damaging your eye, that sort of thing. And so that's been selling quite well and that uh, <laughs> that reminds people not to touch their eyes just as the mask reminds them not to touch their mouth and nose right oh yes that's i would say that's the number one uh, uh use of it uh, it definitely prevents that kind of you know instant infection uh but at the same time there's also you know people who are afraid of the the more the weaker cases like the minor uh, vectors of infection like airborne uh 
aerosols flying in through their eyes and things like that. So we also have these hats that have these plastic uh, sheets. You know, they're like face shields uh, that a lot of these medical personnel wear, <laughs> and and so that's that's been selling quite well as well. And and it's it's not rare to see actually quite a lot of people wearing those, uh, especially uh, uh, children, because I think people do care a lot about their kids. And, uh, well, and they, it's, it's harder to remind yeah. kids don't touch your face all the time, right? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that really helps. Uh, uh, because not only because of, of the aerosol and, uh, right. and the sneezing uh, issue, but also the hands for sure. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but in, in terms of like, uh, like more extreme measures, uh, we're not really seeing a, a, anything far more than that. Uh, there was uh, something that well, some advice that was given that you know people should wear uh, so like waterproof jackets kind of things uh, uh, to sort of you know have a, an outer garment that is sort of easy to wash you know or just take off and wash like and and clean uh, when you get home. But I, I don't think that really caught on. <laughs> so so I would say that the uh, the hats with the, the hats with the face shields. Uh, was as far as it went. In fact, I, I'm I'm not sure if that actually came from Korea. Yeah, because because I think the my, my earliest sighting of that was actually uh, uh, on some uh, Korean forums. Now, yeah, let me so, just let me just ask you about yeah. this. I mean, the the mood of the city as a whole. Sure. I mean, you you said you yeah. told me, of course, that you know you've been dealing with some some unhappiness in your life and people concerned about the future. Is there a sense of, you know, it's tough, we'll get through it, get back to normal, or is there, there isn't going to be a normal to get back to? I would say it is a latter, um, but not really because of the virus. I would say that there is a sense that in terms of the virus, you know, we, we do expect it to be uh, coming in waves. Uh, I believe we would be... Uh, considering the current uh, situation to be the 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 crest, is it the crest of the third wave? The peak, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, yes. So, or the trough is it the crest? The the trough, or, I think. The trough it's, being low, <laughs> crest being high. Yeah. Yes. So it's low right now. So it should be the trough. Yes. Sorry. Uh, so I would say we're kind of at the trough of the third wave, but then that's yes. Yeah, so we can deal with the virus in. in we were referring to uh, Hong Kong people, but uh, the government is, is 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 the real part that we can't really, you know, well, first of all, predict, and and second of all, uh, uh, well, we don't feel that we have as as much recourse to to sort of deal with, you know, uh, what what the CCP is throwing at us. Well, and this so, so this is the so, thing. So I mean, I've heard the theories. I don't believe them myself, but oh, China released this to deal with the Hong Kong protests and so on. I don't think that that's true. But I do think that given that the virus is out, governments both in Hong Kong, like pro-communist governments in Hong Kong, the communist government in China, are going to use the disruption and the uh, inward-looking nature of the Western powers to try and expand their powers over Hong Kong and to try and strike down the democracy movement, the the demand movement and so on. So it's not so much that they created it, it's just that if the opportunity is there, they'll really work to take advantage of it. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I can give you actually the smallest example that came into my mind uh, that we encounter quite well. I, I've personally actually also encountered, and that is uh, the issue of actually police uh, in, inspecting uh, uh, restaurants, uh, certain restaurants in particular, uh, to see if they're they're following the uh, the seating regulations. So the the thing about the tables and seating. Uh, Ha, that they must be a certain distance away from each other. Uh, that's not more than uh, I think four to six people can sit uh, at the same table now, uh, and that everybody has to have their temperatures checked uh, before they they enter the restaurant. So, so we have this thing called the uh, this yellow economic circle. I'm I'm not sure how well reported that is uh, in. In the West, I, I've it, not I've not heard about it. If that happens, it's 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 not really well reported. But uh, so basically, the yellow economic circle is a is basically a group of of of, of uh, businesses that originally started off uh, backing well not not really backing but like supporting uh, some of the uh, the protest actions. So for example, uh, that could range from uh, for example. Handing out uh, bottles of water to to people who who attended the uh, to the uh, rallies and um, and and the protests, or it could go as far as to actually employ some of the people who who uh, have been charged with uh, some 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 uh, some offenses uh, related to the to the protests by by the government. So so these these businesses are are basically they have chosen to take a political stance, uh, sort of uh, to be against, well, or at least not to be pro-government. So they, they, they can range from totally objecting, uh, you know, the, for example, Article 23, or which is basically banning freedom of speech in, in Hong Kong, uh, or uh, the earlier uh, extradition bill. So there were these businesses that that stated their position very openly uh, early on, uh, and they have continued to 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 state their position. And but at the same time, the government has been giving them a lot of trouble. So uh, one of these ways is to actually send send uh, police and health inspectors, uh, and also I think fire uh, department uh, personnel to to check their. Uh, Things like their, their, um, for example, their, their, uh, their, their fire equipment. Well, I mean, there's so many. I mean, I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't know what it's like in Hong Kong, but I mean, here in the West, the health and safety regulations, the fire regulations, the food inspection regulations, are so complex that it's hard to say, yeah, come on in. I know 100% that, you know, if they're looking for something, they can find something. Maybe they can place something, but they can make your life pretty difficult with the, um, e even if it's just 100% enforcement of every conceivable regulation. And of course, you know, these business owners aren't lawyers. They're not experts in all of this stuff. They have to know it to some degree. But if they're going to come in and comb over everything, uh, it's it, it can be pretty tough. Exactly, and that's what uh, they've been doing. Uh, what the government has been doing uh, to to uh, many of these businesses. So 
going there for multiple times a day and, and, and checking to see if their fire alarms work or if they're following this regulation or if they're taking people's temperatures, etc. So, so they, the government is definitely taking advantage of this, uh, both in very small uh, areas, but also in uh, basically banning protests. Because going back to that rule about uh, having not more than four people to sit, uh, and now I think not more than six people uh, gather in the same place. Uh, in fact, there was even this this case uh, that was documented that basically the police were conducting this this uh, mass, well, I would say quite what well, the searches of of a significant number of people, and basically what that meant was they, they had this group of people uh, basically. Uh, 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 facing the wall, uh, I, I think there was like tens of them, and then uh, I think later on they they I'm, I'm not sure if they succeeded, but they they definitely tried to also charge them with uh, this this public health law that that said that they were gathering in 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 a group of more than six or four people, <laughs> and and so it's 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 just bordering on ridiculousness on 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 one hand, but it's. It's also very scary where this is going. It's it's uh, definitely worsening, uh, and the government is definitely taking every opportunity it can. And and of course, the things I mentioned are more of the small things that we we can observe every day. But uh, of course, there's also some much higher profile uh, 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 incidents like. Like the arrests that that took place over the weekend of yeah of, okay uh, let's let's talk about Martin that Lee. I mean yeah I mean that that uh, that struck me really hard and you know having sat across for close to, well an hour overall with Daniel Lee to talk about the history of Hong Kong and the relations with China uh, you know such a, a wise and and wonderful man to then have him to see him scooped up by the state that's. I mean, that's really chilling because they must have been waiting for some kind of opportunity because why not have done it before? Well, I guess before there would have been more protests, but now people are kind of locked up and now he's locked up. And uh, I mean, gosh, was that a surprise? Was there any indication that was coming or, or how did that play out? Well, I would say that it, there were definitely no, no uh, I think, uh, foreshadowing for, for this specific instant, but... I, at the same time, this is a a, a tactic that that they've used over and over again. Um, uh, they referring to the government. So, what that means is they will often uh, try to uh, charge people uh, and and arrest them uh, for uh, some crime that they committed quite a, a long time ago. And and so it's it's a kind of way I would say to fundamentally i think it's it's there to provoke the fear and the and and also to sort of scare people into into not doing anything and and so uh so while there is no foreshadowing to this specific mass arrest um there definitely uh, was a lot of uh uh talk uh and and the rhetoric uh about uh, legislating the uh, national security law, uh, which I believe is is even more than Article 23. Now, uh, 
I haven't exactly read what what that says, but basically it it would mean the uh, first of all a censorship of of social media, and and of course public media. Uh, it would basically be the end of uh, uh, the freedom of speech uh, in 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 Hong Kong, and so. In that note, uh, it would sound quite quite logical that the you know the next move was to to step up the intimidation of of uh, pro democratic pro civil rights uh, activists. Yeah, you got to get those uh, people out of the public conversation if you want to pass something that is that nefarious, that nasty. Yes. So actually, one uh, I, I would say that the two I think in the most prominent figures uh, were the uh, media tycoon uh, Jimmy Lai, who uh, and 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 of course Martin Lee, uh, and uh, Jimmy Lai uh, actually is is famous for running the uh, Apple Daily, uh, which has been a very well. It, first of all, while it is a tabloid, um, it also has been uh, in staunch opposition. Of of the uh, Hong Kong government and and for many years. Well, and, and I just I, I I'm sorry, I just want to point out that the tabloids are the populist arm of the media. In other words, they're not yes. these elite, really hard lefty slash communist like New York Times and and other other organizations that claim to be more sophisticated, more professional. But the tabloids are the Trump to the media's Hillary Clintons and, and all of the other supposed experienced and sophisticated journals that are just relentlessly uh, pro-socialist, pro-communist, anti-freedom. So I actually uh, I have no problem with the tabloids. In fact, uh, I view them as a very positive force in uh, human communication. A absolutely. I, I would also like to point out the, the massive contribution that uh, Apple Daily and other tabloids have uh, had in in this uh, Hong Kong uh, political situation, and that that is, they have successfully uh, made it well. Not only that, you know, made a lot of uh, working class, uh, uh, as well as people of all ages and 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 uh, industries and social classes, etc., uh, actually pay attention to the to the issues. So they've made it accessible. Uh, made uh, these complex political issues uh, accessible uh, to to a lot of people. While it's they never claim to be unbiased, and and and, and that's true. But uh, in terms of making it uh, also relevant to to people, I um, they are basically indispensable. Uh, and and for a long time uh, before we had actually a a more of a YouTube and and well, well, it's not just YouTube, but. Uh, uh, alternative media and and also social media uh, platforms uh, that only just arose uh, in recent uh, in the recent uh, uh, protests. Uh, Apple Daily was was well is basically the the uh, main I think the uh, authority uh, that has been consistently speaking out against uh, the. The, uh, what the CCP has has, has done, uh, not just in Hong Kong, but also in in China as a whole. So they've they've made the issues not only relevant, uh, but also uh, actually made it. Uh, uh, I would say 
they've they've really taken the stand uh not and it has actually what i was sorry the point i wanted to make was that they they've really taken hard hit for it so for many years they've they've been losing money and but they they still can uh, continue to do what they uh, what to just to speak out uh they uh well and actually the, the funny what well, the logical thing is they were losing money because they were being ostracized by the by the uh, pro CCP uh, uh, industries and companies that refused to put ads on uh, in their uh, in their newspapers in in the Apple Daily newspapers and also on their uh, on their media in general. So and and that's led to you know uh, basically they they didn't have very much ad revenue at all. <laughs> so. Uh, that's, I, I know. Um, I know what it's like to have socialists target yes. your entire <laughs> character, history, yes. personality, uh, survivability, yeah. economically. Uh, that's yeah. That's how they play. Yes, and it's uh, beyond that. Uh, this uh, the founder of Apple Daily. Uh, I think this this SCMP article calls him a media tycoon. Okay, that's that's quite true. Okay, but sorry. So besides for cutting off his ad revenue and and, and making him lose money for years uh, on end. Uh, they've also uh, tried to, I think, assassinate him and also had uh, uh, physical assault and uh, firebombing his house, etc. So so they've done a lot of things to, to try and put him down. Wow, <laughs> but, it's, uh, it's uh, strange to think that he could well, be safer in jail in a way. <laughs> wow. Oh, yes. Uh, but to to be frank, I think nobody prefers to, to be in jail because nobody knows what's going to happen in jail. Right, <laughs> like right. Out of the, the uh, the uh, the public uh, camera. Well, it's off the camera. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It's it's not going uh, very well. Uh, well. Well. Sorry. No. I would like to rephrase that. So the the CCP is is throwing a lot of things at at us. Uh, well, well, not just Hong Kong. I get it. But like, in in terms of Hong Kong. Uh, we are getting a lot of flack. Uh, recently, uh, they've also tried to reinterpret uh, the uh, basic law, uh, specifically this issue about the Article 22. Uh, our, our Article 22, I believe, uh, and, and I'm really paraphrasing here, it basically states that they, the, the central government should not be uh, actually, um, well, it basically says that they, they cannot meddle in in the affairs of the Hong Kong government. Uh, okay, so so it basically says no government of the Central People's Government and no province, autonomous region, or mun municipality directly under the central government may interfere in the affairs of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. Ad uh, well, so basically it's saying that the, the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region administers its own affairs. Yeah. So, uh, however, you know, they've tried to uh, flip flop on this and and call this. So, th uh, this uh, this office that the CCP has in in Hong Kong, where they sort of coordinate all the operations, well, the political operations to to control the the government. I believe the English for it is the uh, liaison office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they they're trying to control a lot of things, everything from the media to the newspapers to the 
to social media, to the uh, public health laws, etc. So they control everything. Now, obviously, that's in really going against Article 22, uh, but they're sort of, you know, going. They're trying to tunnel under it and 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 uh, say that oh, this liaison office uh, of the CCP uh, is not at department of the central people's government and so they're 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 playing with words here uh, all the time like <laughs> and it's it's on one hand it's 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 very scary to watch uh, but at the same time it's it's also it's also pitiful and, and uh, slightly funny even uh, to see them uh, Sort of, sort of improvising on this, like, uh, well, you can, uh, so it's, Sorry, you, you can yeah. see the same thing happening in the West that I don't know under what laws all of these restrictions on movement and gathering and worship and so on are occurring. I mean, there's a governor uh, in America who's like, oh, I don't even think about the Bill of Rights when we put these directives in place. And it's like, yeah, I guess uh, George Bush the Younger was right when he said uh, the Constitution is just a piece of paper. And it is. It's not a magic spell. It doesn't get up and enforce its own edicts. It, re it represents supposedly the will of the people and the restraint of the state. But when people can't gather, when people can't protest, and when they're afraid of being arrested for something that they may have done a year ago or two years ago, it's a pretty big chilling effect. And it's just a reminder that the laws don't enforce themselves. And if people are willing to ignore them, and if there's not a capacity to protest that walking over this paper, this font, uh, then uh, the government can grow very quickly. Uh, absolutely. And it's it's really, I would say, getting quite out of hand. Um, uh, well, but it's, it's, I would say it's, it's exceeded the the scale of 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 what happened in 2019 in the sense that uh i would say that it is quite difficult to to uh to protest uh in such a way as as people did in in 2019 i i i believe that well but that that's mostly because well the the police have definitely had had a massive uh, uh, budget increase, uh, as well as a personal increase, personnel increase, uh, as well as training increase, and so they've obviously they they do learn from the from the uh, from the their experiences, and uh, well they've they've definitely improved as well. So I would say the the main bread and butter or the core of uh, actions of of the Hong Kong pro civil liberties pro pro democracy uh, 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 movement uh, I, I would say has definitely shifted towards uh, two things I first of all ostracism and second thing boycott and 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 the third thing is sort of a combination of the two and actually really trying to set up uh, and a basically a new economy that that excludes the uh, the uh, influence of the uh, central government. Yeah, so that's goes back to the kind of, the kind of yellow economic circle um, that that I, I mentioned earlier. So that's basically a lot of uh, different 
businesses of different industries like coming together and and helping each other and they're all they're all i would say united by com- like common principles of 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 not depending on on uh well not depending on on uh connections to the government uh not depending on on well the basic is you don't support the the, the violence that the government is is is, is perpetrating uh, uh you 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 don't buy into the manipulation that they're they're constantly uh uh, uh doing and you're and not only that uh, they are also actually uh consistently trying to to better themselves by being more uh or more transparent so this yellow economic circle issue is 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 really quite 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 complex i would say there's there's it's it's already been running for a few months so it's actually grown up really uh, very quickly i would think and the purpose so is to just try and diminish yeah. the economic strength or impact of china in hong kong to boycott the businesses to boycott anybody who may be doing business with the mainland is is, is that the goal that is definitely uh, part of the goal uh, but the more important uh, goal um, uh, that i think they're they're moving uh, quickly towards is really rebuilding the the uh, the the local industries uh, the yeah. local uh, uh, self-reliance, uh, self-sufficiency, uh, manufacturing capacity to to a certain extent, uh, uh, and and just also providing employment uh, to to a, a, a lot of these these uh, these activists or or distance that basically now have criminal records because you know they got arrested and and now it's really hard for them to to you know find a job el- elsewhere so there's there's many goals but it's i would say they are definitely connected by some common values uh common principles of of not depending on the government uh and also just helping each other and and be, most importantly actually I, the so that's there's a, a lot of infighting as well that's that's recently gone on uh some people uh, attribute this infighting inside the yellow economic circle to the to the uh, well to the CCP because they have long tentacles everywhere and and they have uh, they have a lot of people uh, who uh, are sort of well there's they're slowly you know trying to influence things so they have a lot of media outlets they have a lot of uh, public relations uh, agents uh, on a lot of these th- these forums they have a lot of monitors and of course they have the the 50 cent army which which is basically the the uh, it's basically an arm of the propaganda department to to further uh, pro CCP messages or at least you know diminish anti CCP messages I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the, the second part of this. So the first part is the yes. economic boycott. And if you could just boil down the ostracism part, I'm having a little bit of trouble yes. following this. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. So, so by ostracism, what that means is that the the uh, customers and 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 the businesses will refuse to to uh, to be to 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 be clients or to consume 
uh, from uh, uh, businesses that have previously been uh, vocal about supporting the government. So if you're uh, okay, so it's a, a political, it's it's a political, it's an economic boycott based upon a political stance of pro government, pro Hong Kong, and so on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I got it. I yes. got it. I understand. So, right. so it's it's a non nonviolent. Obviously, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a peaceful way of of expressing uh, opinions in in the this current situation where it is absolutely well, well it's, it's it's let's put it this way it's never been safe to protest yeah. but it's it's always well it's much more dangerous now uh, so uh so the overall movement of, of this pro-democracy pro-civil liberties uh, movements have have sort of adapted to this and and they've sort of self-organized and 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 really found creative ways to to still speak out but not uh you know through through protests so right right now it's through uh offering value to others so it's 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 about uh, starting businesses so actually there's recently i would say there's quite a lot of actually new businesses that have been been uh, set up so for example there's there's a new new uh uh uh, job seekers uh, platform. Uh, there's uh, some new freelance uh, platforms. Uh, there's a new uh, takeaway platform as well. And and all all of these, uh, you know, they they consider themselves part of this yellow economic circle. And so the the reason why they, I think people wanted to get into these industries was because uh, I believe there are previously there were quite dominated by a by a pro-government uh, uh, businesses so so they've they've sort of uh, decided that okay let's let's stop relying on them and and uh, let's let's uh, see if we can do a better job but also you know, uh, you know form form our own uh, uh, economy here right yeah so that we will be less dependent well, it's funny on because this is what I talked about in my books about how society would spontaneously self-organize around social and economic and business ostracism based upon political perspectives. This is all the way back to everyday anarchy and practical anarchy that I put out like, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago. So it's really fascinating to see these theories come to life. And um, so let, let's just close off with this. What, what is happening that you've heard of with regards to these arrests over the weekend, uh, are people getting bail? Uh, did, did, I guess there can't be much protesting going on, but do you know what the fallout has been of these arrests? I would say that there, uh, in some of the cases, at least, uh, I believe that some sources have indicated that, okay, they, they were based on sufficient evidence in the sense that, okay, uh, some of these pro-democracy activists were, they've sort of, uh, decided that okay, let's let's stop relying on them and and uh, let's let's uh, see if we can do a better job, but also you know, uh, you know form form our own uh, uh, economy here, right? Yeah, so that we will be less dependent. Well, it's funny on because this is what I talked about in my books about how society would spontaneously self-organize around social and economic and business ostracism based upon political perspectives, this is all the way back to everyday anarchy and practical anarchy that I put out like, I don't know, 
12 or 13 years ago. So it's really fascinating to see these theories come to life. And um, so let, let's just close off with this. What, what is happening that you've heard of with regards to these arrests over the weekend? Uh, are, are people getting bail? Uh, did, did, I guess there can't be much protesting going on, but do you know what the fallout has been of these arrests? I would say that there, uh, in some of the cases, at least, uh, I believe that some sources have indicated that, okay, they they were based on sufficient evidence in the sense that, okay, uh, some of these pro-democracy activists were in in protests that that technically, well, that officially, the, that were, well, they, were, they were not authorized by the police. And in Hong Kong, if the the rally or the protest or the gathering is is not authorized by the police, then it's technically illegal to be there. So, so in in that standpoint, okay, they they can be arrested, but uh, uh, it, it remains to be seen what whether what to what degree they they will be uh, they will be uh, uh, face 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 punishment. Uh, but in the meantime, I I believe they are at least some of them are on bail. Okay. Good. So that's that's good. Um, that's good. Uh, but uh, I would definitely not expect these arbitrary arrests and and releases to to stop any time soon. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's going to intensify uh, over the course of 2020, especially because we have the uh, so we have like parliamental or what we call it the legislative council uh, elections uh, coming up in September. And the CCP are pretty scared of that because they know that they pissed off a lot of Hong Kong people. And so they know that if they, they play this fair and square, they are going to get well the, the representatives or the pro-CCP representatives are going to get voted out. And so they obviously don't want that. So they're kind of in a rush to, you know, they, they've been backed up into a corner in a way. Uh, uh, and so they are really, uh, I would say, I would dare to say, uh, they are desperate to, to, to limit the, uh, freedoms of, of, of speech, uh, among other things. Um, well, and I mean, to, my concern is of course, particularly with the U S yeah. Navy being somewhat taken down by coronavirus and the U.S. Navy being pretty key with regards to the relationship between China and Taiwan, that there may be more aggressive moves taken while the Western powers are struggling with this uh, China exported virus. So I am obviously concerned about that, as is everyone there, that it may go from soft to harder power relatively quickly if they feel that there's an opportunity, and that opportunity does seem to be coming in many ways. So, all right, well, listen, um, I, really, I really appreciate the update, and uh, I, I, let's not leave it so long before chatting again. Sure. I do apologize for that, and, uh, you know, stay safe. I, I miss the city. I, I love my time in Hong Kong, and uh, I'm glad that we had the chance to get more of the message out um, it is a shame, of course, that I was there at the tail end of the potential for protest because it was only a month after I was there that, according to some reports, the uh, COVID-19 began to to spread. But um, yeah, for those who want to see that documentary, uh, I'll put the link below, uh, fdrurl.com slash Hong Kong, fdrurl.com slash Hong Kong. So thanks again. Stay in touch. And I really, really do appreciate all the updates.
Thank you. Thank you. Take care.